In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dearly beloved children of God, and welcome to Thursday in the 20th week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the 20th, 19th day of August 2021. Let us beg the Holy Spirit that he may come fill our hearts and inspire us in all we do. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is The Last Indeed Will Become the First. The Last Indeed Will Become the First. The first reading today is taken from the book of Judges. Judges chapter, Judges chapter 11 from verse 29 to verse 39. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 22 from verse 1 to verse 14. Now in the very first reading, we saw Jephthah upon the promise he made to God that returning upon returning from the battlefield successfully, that whomever he sees, the very first person that he will see, he will give to God in sacrifice. And he eventually, it happened that it was his first daughter he made. And he had to give and daughter to God in fulfillment of the promise, the vow he has made. Here we are meant to understand that it is better not to make a vow than to make it and not keep it. And so we must always be honorable enough to keep to our words. And that explains why we should be very slow to making vows. To making promises. Many are times when we are in need, when we seek one favor or the other from God, we are very fast, we are very quick to make promises and vows to God. When we are going through challenges and difficulties, we are very quick and fast to make vows and promises to God. But often, once the prayers are answered, many at times we tend to forget about the vows and promises we've made. Dear children of God, there is no reason that justifies our refusal to fulfill that which I promised God. As a matter of fact, today in the gospel reading, Jesus makes it clear to us that those who are offered invitation into deep personal relationship with God and into coming to share in the kingdom of God, in the wedding feast of the Lamb, who turned down the invitation are no longer found worthy, and those who are considered unworthy are the one eventually called upon to come in and share in the feast of the Lamb. Dear children of God, the leaders of the church, the leaders of Judaism, Christian leaders, there is every tendency to see that giving our closeness to God is 
a guarantee of which sharing in the glory of God and in the marriage feast of the Lamb. But this, however, is elusive. It is the life you live that will determine your entry into the kingdom of God or otherwise. It is the way you live your life today that determines your closeness to God. It's not a function of office. It's not a function of um, qualification. It's not a function of position. It is a function of one's way of life. How much you are able to keep to the vows you've made at your baptism. Remember that with your baptismal vows, you rejected Satan and accepted God and promised to reject everything that comes from the devil and to serve God and God alone. How faithful have you been to those commitments you've made to God? Dear children of God, again, the Bible tells us that those who are standing should be careful lest they fall. There are many who have been very, very pious. They have been very, very de dedicated to, the, to God and to the activities of the church. But most often, as they journey through life, many at times, several fall off the track, the route, the path God has marked out for them. We must always realize that God does not relate with us based on just our past. Some will tell you, oh, my grandparents brought church to this community. My grandparents brought this, brought that. They were responsible for the first missionaries that came into our hometown. They did this, they did that. I have done this in the church. I have done that in the church. I have played this role. I have played that role. I have occupied this position. I have occupied that position. These are all good. But in themselves alone, they do not determine how close you are to God. That is not what gives you the merit to see the face of God and to enjoy the fullness of his presence in your life. It is the way you live your life vis-a-vis -vis your relationship with others and with God. Who are you to God today? Who does God see you to be? Again, also, many, given the situation of their life, the conditions of their life, they don't feel the need for God. They rarely feel the need for the gospel. They rarely feel the need for the instructions and the teachings that come from God through his ministers and his servants. They feel so comfortable in the state of life they are living that they don't see reason to grow towards God more and more every day. They feel they have known enough, they have got enough, and they are good enough. Dear children of God, none of us is perfect, none of us is good enough yet. We have every reason to grow to become better every day. The moment you begin to have that kind of feeling, you begin to entertain that kind of pride. Dear child of God, the tendency is you have yourself excluded, even without your thinking about it from the presence of God. Be careful, be warned how you live your life and how you relate with the things and the people that are sacred, the teachings of God and the teachings of his church. Don't feel too knowledgeable, don't feel too settled, don't feel too comfortable, don't feel too great, don't feel too influential that you no longer see the need for God and the teachings of God, the instructions of God, the commandments of God.
That will be so dangerous. That will be so great a risk to take. Lastly, in the gospel today again, those after Jesus instructed that following this parable, that the, 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 the weak, the sick, the aged, the blind, the lame, the crippled, those who are not qualified should go and be brought into the marriage feast because this feast must be, be carried out since everything is said for the marriage feast. They went and they brought all of these, those whom the society, whom the people will consider ordinarily to be unworthy of the presence of God, were brought in to enjoy the blessings of God. Their children of God, remember the story of Mary Magdalene. Often, those who sincerely repented of their sins, even though they are considered to be the worst sinners of the world, of the society, they develop an intimate relationship with God that cannot be broken. And such a people come to share the fullness of God's glory. Be careful how you look down on others. Be careful how you judge others. Be careful how you exclude others from the love of God, the mercy of God, the blessings of God. Often, those you least expect are those who share more in the fullness of God's glory and God's presence and the gift of His Spirit. The invitation to come into the presence of God, to share in the Spirit of God, in the love of God, in the mercy of God, is thrown open to all today. Christians and unchristians alike, believers and unbelievers alike, the righteous and the unrighteous alike, the saints and the sinner alike. What are you doing with your own invitation? We all have been offered this invitation from God. The question is, what are you doing with this invitation? Are you submitting yourself to the power of God, to the will of God, and to the commandments and the teachings of God as given through the church? Finally, today, Jesus, through this parable, teaches again that nobody can manipulate his way into the kingdom of God. Nobody can manipulate his way into the presence of God. You must wear the wedding garment. At baptism, you receive the wedding garment of um, the kingdom of God. You were clothed with a white cloth, a sign that you are now a new creature in Christ. And you have been clothed with the dignity of Christ Jesus, made innocent, made holy, through the washing in the blood and in the water of baptism. The water and the blood that flowed from the sacred heart of Jesus, the waters of the baptismal fount. You are made a new creature. All things are past. Everything is new. And you were instructed during that baptism by the minister of baptism that you should see to it that this very new dignity you have received from Christ is kept free from the stain of sin until the last day when you shall meet the Lord face to face. It's your soul stay clean. Without any stain of sin, have you fallen into sin? If you have, have you been reconciled with God? Have you gone to God in the sacrament of confession? Have you been healed? Have you been cleansed through the sacrament of penance? Or are you still procrastinating? Are you still dwelling in sin? What is the effort you are making to keep yourself always faithful, always pleasing in the sight of God? 
You don't know when your own time to be called to God is or will be. Today, God invites you to make every effort within your power and, of course, relying on the help of the grace of God and the free gift of God's Spirit to do that which is pleasing in the sight of God and keep yourselves free of every stain of sin. And as you do that, the grace of God will continue to grant you the enablement to truly be faithful to God and at the end come to see Him face to face in order to share in the marriage feast of the Lamb. I pray that you will not be excluded from the presence of God, not today, not at eternity, that you may not be experienced, excluded from the blessings of God, from the love of God, from the mercy of God, that every day of your life you may live to enjoy the presence of God in your life and the hand of God upon you, so that increasing not just in material blessings, but in your deep personal relationship with God, you may be found worthy to see God face to face at the end of your sojourn in this world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.